Why hire a bunch of snooty old women to look after your children when you could hire a British demon? We're talking Mary Poppins on today's... We're not affiliated with Netflix. Welcome to KidFlix, the podcast where adults try to definitively rank every kid's movie ever made. I'm your host, Ross Wiseman, and uh, this show is not for kids, so turn this off and go fly a kite. Sounds like an insult, but in this movie, it's a compliment. Yeah. <laughs> I've never actually flown a kite. I um, I don't feel the need to. It's That's not... like. This movie makes it seem like it's the biggest fantasy of childhood ever. Like, oh, to fly a kite. Literally, who gives two butts about that? Uh, but <laughs> I'm going to stop talking to myself because my guest is being very polite, not saying anything until I introduce her. Now you know it's a her. But she is a friend of mine. Uh, she has her own blog, which I'm blanking on the name. She's nodding yes in that it does exist. It's just my name. Oh, so okay. Well, you'll figure it out when I introduce it. Do you want me to use your middle name? Yeah. Okay, cool. I wasn't sure if that's a professional thing or not. But anyway, she has a blog. She uh, she is an improviser. Kind of. Kind of, yep. Sometimes. And, and uh, we both work on Temple University's sketch comedy show, Temple Smash. So please, in- I was about to say please introduce. That's not right. This is going off to an awful start. <laughs> uh, please welcome, <laughs> clap if you want to, Casey Lee Clark. Hello. Hello, Casey. I'm so excited. Yeah, I'm excited too. We're doing this in your uh, li- uh, your living room slash kitchen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just realized that recording in a large room means there's echo, but you know what? This is a DIY production. Exactly. Adds character. We could have gone to a sound booth, but they the the temple ones closed at 5:30 for the weekend, which is bullcrap. They don't, don't they know that people love recording podcasts on a Friday afternoon yeah, and evening? Yeah, after a long day of working for free, <laughs> you just want to go record a podcast. That's me, at least. Are you interning anywhere this summer? I'm not. I have a full-time job. That's right. You're working at the um, juice place. Yeah, I make smoothies. It's fun. What? Sip and Glow Juicery. That's the name. Sip and Glow Juicery at 17th and Sansom? Yes, actually. Boom. Okay. I, I knew it was near there. Um, what... What's like the, what do you think is like the dumbest, worst uh, smoothie ingredient? Um. I would say chia seeds. See, I used to say that and then I started using like a good blender and was like, oh, they're not that bad. But I don't know. There's this thing called spirulina, which it's like an algae and it's a green powder and people get it in their smoothies so that they look like hot shit and that they can be healthy and cool well, it's algae, so like, is that... It's just weird. It, it's like a different kind of protein, isn't it? Kind of, but no. I don't even... Great. I don't know what it does. Well, she's an expert. And yeah. she doesn't know it, folks... Nobody ever orders it, so it's fine. But when we always have to, like, flip the containers and clean them, you know, keep things up to health code for obvious reasons, it just smells like fish. Before we get on to our movie, can I ask you a question that I've been wanting to ask people that work in kind of... Uh, uh, fast food kind of retail sure do you get annoyed when people or order certain things off the menu oh you there's two specific things on the menu that me and my coworkers, when people order them we like not roll our eyes but like we think it to ourselves and we have a thing where if i start seeing a guy if he comes in and orders one of those two things i can't date him they're not even that bad they're just like the boring options like what just like somebody comes in and is like strawberry banana yes. please Oh, okay. Yes. 
See, just because we have like a whole menu. We have a bunch of things. And they pick that. Live a little. But or, I mean, I bet they're cheaper because it's like a they're basic. Not. Well, no, because we have other stuff in it besides just that. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. It just makes no sense. Especially when people like will look at the menu for a good five minutes and then they're like, I'm just going to get a better together. Which is the strawberry banana. <laughs> Dumb name. But also, okay, I get that if they're waiting five minutes. Because, like, the reason I ask is um, sometimes I'll walk into, like, a Wendy's or something. And, like, I like to indulge sometimes. But also sometimes when I'm eating out, like, I've been eating crap all week and I want to get something healthier. But it's, like, I feel so much shame if I went to Wendy's and ordered, like, a the- salad. I haven't ordered a salad there yet, but like like the healthier sandwiches like a grilled or like chicken, yeah, like a grilled chicken, and like McDonald's has that thing now where you can make like you can create your own artisan sandwich, and I Ooh, know I didn't know that, but I bet you like if like I went to want a, a McDonald's in the heart of Center City, Philadelphia, and at eleven p.m. and if I saw those workers and if I ordered anything that wasn't just like McNuggets, they were gonna they were gonna be mean and. I mean, I guess that makes sense. It's kind of like, you know, you order based on what the place is, not maybe what you want, unfortunately. That sucks. Which sucks. No, it completely sucks. I agree with that. Ugh. I hate that so much. Because it's like, I want to, I don't want to just eat, like, I want want to experiment and have different stuff. But like, I don't know, some 17 year old is just giving me dead eyes. Pretty much. I mean, again, with ours, like, it varies. Like, if somebody adds something to it, it makes it kind of cool. And it's like, all right, that's fine. Or if it's a child, I'm like, that makes complete sense. Cause you that's... guys got powders? Ah, uh, like protein powders? Yeah. Yeah. They're plant-based. It's good. Very healthy. <laughs> I was trying to think of, like, a cool transition to get to the movie. Because we've been talking for five and a half minutes about smoothies. But no matter. It's all I do right now, so it's fine. So, speaking of all I do, this podcast and this week... <laughs> We're talking Mary Poppins. Yay. So, Casey, tell me a little bit about why you chose this movie. So, I love Disney movies. I love musicals. Perfect combination here. Um, I was obsessed with this movie as a kid. Not, like, to the point that other people were with certain movies when they were kids where they, like, would dress up as it for everything and, like, had certain things. But I just watched it all the time. Mm -hmm. My mom and I went to, like, a screening at, like, a theater in Baltimore that was doing, like, a sing-along showing in a theater. That is fun. It's so much fun. Um, I will say, I went to a Rocky Horror show. You know how they yeah. always do those midnight oh, yeah. shows? Hated that. Oh. <laughs> there were so many, like, it, it got to the point where the movie's been out a long time, enough of a time, and there were so many in-jokes that I didn't know what was happening in the movie because every single Have line was just... Have you seen the movie before going to that? I'd seen bits and pieces. Oh, that's why you didn't like it. Mm-hmm. Which is a shame because those things, yeah, they feel very, like, non-inclusive. There um, was also a weird thing with, like, uh, statutory stuff like ah uh, yeah so like yeah I've seen that film so yes well no 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 not in the movie at the event oh, so like no okay quick story time guys and then we'll talk about <laughs> Mary Poppins um but the at the beginning of the of the before the movie started they were like warming up the crowd and inviting people on stage and like do a sex position or whatever and these two girls came up and they were they were like so tell, tell us about yourself and they're like we're in high school and they, we were like what. And they said that they were 16, and then the cast joked, say you're 18. And hold on, um, if it was the one-off, just say you're 18, okay, that's kind of funny. But then later during the movie... Because movie rated R, so like that would kind of make sense. Yeah, and it just in like, that uh, context, say you're 18. I guess, but whatever. But then later, in the middle of the movie, during one of like the orgy songs or whatever, they bring the girls back on. Oh, no. And they're, like, they don't... 
you know, they don't do anything to these kids. But it's just like, they, like the joke was funny at the beginning, but then when you bring them back and we all know. That's awkward. I was also, I bought a large popcorn because I was like, oh, that'll be fun and we'll share it with my friends. But no one wanted popcorn. Yeah, I can't imagine eating. Equally awful Rocky parts Horror. of that movie. <laughs> but yeah, so sorry. But yeah, no. Uh, back real quick. Mary Poppins. Saw it in a sing-along screening. Loved it. And then I also have like the 40th anniversary DVD thing that I watched once it was like I started getting a DVD player and I started finally buying DVDs when I was like, I guess like the second half of elementary school, like that like 7 to 10 range mm-hmm. was when I really got into it a lot more. And like there was all the cool special features. And it was like... I don't know. I just would like sit and watch them all the time and like cry. It was great. Did, I still did you do. have like a did you have like a DVD dip period just like when streaming became more popular? Because I know at least for my family there was like I can't remember the exact time, but there was a moment where it was like, why are we buying DVDs still? Um, I wouldn't say so, but we also didn't get Netflix for me until I was like seventeen, almost eighteen. Wow. But we were also big fans of renting DVDs from the library, so oh. I only bought oh, yeah. something if I really wanted it. Yeah, oh, my family. We're big library big rental, library rental fan. fans. Still do. Which, by the way, the Temple Library DVD collection? Yes. A+. plus. If you go to this school... <laughs> go to the basement of the library. Yeah, they have thousands of DVDs. Yeah, a lot of good ones, too. Like it's, And plenty of bad ones. Yeah, and you can have them for up to a week. And then even then, you can renew them. You take out really as many as you want. I've yet to reach a limit with them. This episode is not brought to you by Temple University Media Services, nor Netflix. <laughs> Um, but okay. So the first thing that we need to talk about this movie, and we, we were talking about it a little bit before off mic. About how long it is. This movie it's is. It's over two hours it's long. It's two and a half hours. I, no, I wouldn't say two and a half, but it's like. What do you mean you wouldn't say that's how long it was? It's two hours and 19 minutes, but yes. Okay. It's, it's too long, especially for a children's movie. Cause I feel like, and that might've made, but even then, like, I feel like a lot of older movies, they're either too long or they're like 90 minutes. Well, 90 minutes is... Which is good. good. No, that's great. I found... That's like my sweet spot. If a movie's under 100 minutes, I'll, I'll probably watch it more than something that's like, if I'm like choosing between two movies, if one of them's significantly shorter, I'll probably go with that one. Yeah. Well, like I, I sometimes find... And with this podcast, just with watching a bunch of these kids' movies, a lot of times they're weirdly short, like 75 yeah. minutes. Yeah. Especially which is, animated ones. But that makes sense. I get it. But like 75... Is, that's like the, I think that's the cutoff that it has to be that long to be considered a feature. I think so. I don't know. I was listening to Edgar Wright talk about that one time. Actually, yeah, that would make sense. Because now I think about it, I can't think of any, any movies that are shorter than that. So yeah, we'll go with that. Yeah, but okay. So b- this movie was so long. <laughs> um, I watched it last night. I had, I had my friend come over because I was like, this feels weird if I'm sitting alone in my basement uh, watching uh, Mary Poppins. And she fell asleep very quickly. Had she seen it before? No. Oh. Interesting. Her mom was like, oh, it's good. I loved it. And we're like, cool. And she, yeah, she conked out. Well, she also ate a bunch of my cheese. Uh, was it like drugged? Like, I don't, what do you mean just ate a bunch of your cheese? Was, did she okay, like, fall asleep? Like, guys, I, I did know not that, that drug my friend. Asleep. Well, she was tired. She had a long day. Okay. Um, no, I respect that. It was more of just the excuse that she just had a lot of cheese. Was, well, she ate, she ate uh some of my string cheese and she also ate like we had little bits of like block cheese left and she just kind of chowed down on that she really wanted cheese but anyway so uh she falls asleep so now i'm watching this alone my phone died so i wasn't able to take did she fall asleep during oh 20 minutes in oh no uh 
And I was like, okay, this movie's got to be over soon. Like, I don't think I can take this anymore. And I, I, and you I went paused to it. Oh, and no. there was 55 minutes yeah. left. Yeah. And like, I don't, what's your background with this film? I mean, I've seen it. Okay. I, I cannot think of the last time I watched it. Okay. I want to say it was a single dig. It was okay. the last time I saw that, it. That's not surprising. I, it's been a while since I've seen it. It's been a while. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, and uh, so first, right off the bat, I think they could have cut out the entire animated sequence. Really? Oh, this is where we're going to be disagreeing, because that's my favorite sequence. Here's why. Oh, you don't learn anything from that. There's you no don't learn point anything. to it, but it's, it's tw- great. It's 20 minutes of a bunch of characters just being like, See, I Mary argue you Poppins could cut out a lot of the... is really nice. See, I think you could cut out any time that bank song repeats itself like we get it it was fun the first time it that's of all the songs to reprise several times in this film why is it the bank song Wait, how did it go it's like a ah. british bank is run like I, oh yeah that and then I, they have the bank song with all the old people and like i get the context of like we need this for the story to progress and that's probably more plot driven mm-hmm. i just well that bank song did go on long and i i mean like it's a reprise i guess it makes sense because, I mean, the movie ultimately ends up being about this father's transformation, yeah, it, even it though he's gone for so long in the movie. Yeah, it, you slowly realize that he's kind of the protagonist, and you're like, what? What? Basically. Yeah. Speaking of which, I also uh, found myself frustrated similarly with the I Love to Laugh song. See, I thought you would love that one. But it also, mean, that one actually has zero purpose. The only reason that it... I think occurs is so that you can have my favorite joke ever in a movie ever, the wooden leg joke. Oh yeah. The wooden leg joke. Yeah. That's the only reason that, that scene's there is because then we have that, which then Michael says it to the father and then the father says it later. So that makes sense, but it's also, so instead like, of Bert saying it just offhand at one point. Yeah. Which Bert also the only like voice of reason in this film. Cause he's like towards is the he? end. Well, towards the end, he's the one that's teaching all the, like the lessons. Like oh, I yeah, have it yeah. literally written here. I'm like, Bert teaches a message. I, like, didn't really feel that Mary Poppins did that much in this movie. She didn't until, like, okay, I have a lot like, of notes about this because I'm a nerd, but... Because, like, I mean, at the beginning when she's teaching them about how, like, pleasure can be fun and, like, I kind of, I remembered that there was a context to Spoonful of Sugar besides just Spoonful of Sugar helps the medicine go yeah. down, I guess. But it's, I think my main problem with this movie is that so much stuff was set up, but then didn't pay off like the whole suffragette thing i liked that i liked it i thought it was fun but it was just like oh mr banks hates when i am trying to be equal and And then then by the end of it he's like yeah let's put that on our flag votes for women kind of when did he say that he didn't say it but like he was very cool with her using the votes for women sash on the end of the kite oh and the chimney sweeps are all like Step in time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which I wrote good. down. Chimney sweeps love feminists. Oh, wait, but anyway, back to what you. Uh, so you were trying to talk about like your your pitch for Mary Poppins that she does do stuff in this movie. Um. Yeah. I mean, they wouldn't have met Bert, I guess. Otherwise, yeah. I didn't. I slowly. They wouldn't have met that, Bert, who did the actual work in this. Yeah. There's certain things, but no. I realized that like towards the end, I was like, is she a one note character? I think so. I and it made me kind of mad. I was very surprised watching this, just because I was she's like, "She's great this... in it." Like we're not just oh no, oh Julie of course Andrews we're not as an icon. Yeah, I mean she's it's fantastic, just... but 
Yeah, I I was just like she like she's great at everything. She just wasn't given that much. Practically perfect in every way. Of course, <laughs> that's her. That's her. Never feed us gruel. That yes, did you literally just write that down at one point? I did. I wrote some amazing quotes because they're hilarious. Oh wait, oh real quick, practically perfect in every way. Um, when uh when everybody kept saying that, I was like, if that was on Mary Poppins Tinder. Like she would be, that's the most basic thing. Cause I've been, I've been on, uh, I'm back on dating apps. Cause you know, uh, I did it. every no. time I date friends, it ends in disaster. Somehow. Whoa, same. I mean, it always ends in breakup. Hence me being single right now. Same. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. You just gotta, um, it's been a couple months, right? Uh, longer than that. My last relationship ended in January for all those that want to know. Okay, so you've had a nice six months of the single life. Yeah, and, like, I had some, like, almost serious things, but I wouldn't go as... Like, they weren't my boyfriend. So, okay. Yeah. But, but yeah, like, if I... So, I've, I, going back to what I was saying, so I, uh, I'm i so off track. This is we, the fun part about this podcast is that I shouldn't host a podcast because uh, I'm a scatterbrain. But but anyway, so I, I, I'm on these apps and, like, swiping left and right, and I didn't real I forgot just how awful people are at selling themselves like i'm not good at selling myself but i mean my linkedin is pretty good but so many people are just like just so obnoxious just like i'm like i'm looking for someone to treat me right no hookups like in all caps and it's like it's you have that at the bottom where you can denote what you want referring to okay cupid with that one yes and there's a lot of like open uh, people in open relationships and i like cool but i don't really understand i don't understand what that really entails yeah it's very vague and also like why it kind of then goes off then on your morals but Mm -hmm. are you on any dating apps at the moment no oh wait oh yeah a couple weeks ago um casey and i liked each other on uh okay cupid as a goof not like oh we're gonna get in each other's pants but (laughs) you heard it here first but yeah, that that's always fun. I never know how to approach that when I see somebody. I get too attached I mean. to people, and then I realize I was like, maybe I don't really know what I'm looking for right now, and I'm not over other people. So I'm kind of just like, I'm not, and like I also would like, because I don't want to say I'm like very desirable, but I know how to make a good profile. And I was just getting there. Flooded. You go. I was getting flooded with messages. And well, because like, you're a girl. Yeah, and I was like, I don't like any of this. I don't like getting notifications. I don't. And then I would like feel bad for ignoring people, and I'm like, I have. They have no reason. Like to expect anything from me. So what I was, was like, "What was the worst message you got?" Um, it doesn't have to be the most on, graphic. Like if one. No, just... it was on OK Cupid. So you know how you get like a notification if you look at somebody's profile. Yes. So a guy like liked me, whatever, and then messaged me, and so I went and looked at his profile, and I was like, "Oh, I don't find him attractive. I'm not going to respond." Mm-hmm. What was his name? I don't remember <laughs> at all. Matter. Um, twenty minutes later, he said, "Guess I wasn't attract." So you looked at my profile, but didn't message back. Guess I wasn't that attractive for you. You should have responded, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No. Tessa, though, the, my roommate said the exact same thing. She was like, you should have responded back with that. And I was like, you know, I. But then it's like, like then that. he's going to threaten to like rape and kill you. Yeah. Don't you hate that that happens all the time, that people threaten that? Yeah. Yeah. It's not good. Guys. <laughs> anyway, Mary Poppins. Yeah. Do you want to just like follow my list here? And sure. Yeah. Yeah. What are, what are like some. Uh... Matt paintings was the first thing. 
Yeah, I. They're I mean, really well done. I think it's a nice aesthetic. So the movie. I think um, overall the movie has like I think a nice aesthetic to it, and some of the special effects. It's like it's like 1960s. We get it. I think it. I think it, it looked, holds up. It really looks well. pretty good. So um, so two weeks ago uh, we reviewed uh, Labyrinth, and one of the big things that I had great movie, but the green screen work is very bad in it. Like, yeah. I mean, it's so hard. So surprising then that this her. film, which is 20 years before that. And I think it's also like the aesthetics of that time and the fact that a lot of it was practical effects mm-hmm. that like I love practical it effects. looks so much better. And there's like a certain time where things like especially in the 80s became like very dated looking. Whereas I feel like this stuff it like you can notice then suddenly when they're like in front of a green screen or that there's like, you know, weird effects going on. But they work like, to make it as seamless as possible. Yeah. And like it's it won best visual effects as it should have, mm-hmm. especially at that time. Like what else looks like this? Nothing. According to like IMDb trivia, this was either the only or one of the only movies during uh, Walt Disney's life that actually got a lot of like critical and award yeah. acclaim. Yeah, it did very well. Like it did, box it, office, it got like thirteen Oscar nominations, I mm-hmm. think. And I think it's like one of his favorites. There's a whole story that his favorite song is "Feed the, the Birds." Yes. Yeah, I cry about it. Every it's a time. very, it's a good song. I will say the music is altogether great. Like my favorites were Go Fly Kite, Stay Awake, and Feed the Birds. Stay Awake is one of my favorites as a kid. Even though it was like kind I don't want to say forgettable, but like, you know, of the two slower it's ballads. Just a li- it's it's less just a known. little lullaby. I will say, so this film won best song, and the one that it won for is not a bad song at all. But I'm like, of the however many that are in this film, why did this one win? Chim Chim Cheree. Ooh. Right? <laughs> I love this film and I'm honestly saying like why? Which, Step in time is better. Wait, but if we're talking about the beginning, the first Chim Chimney, like when Bird is like, something in the air is strange. That, and it's like a great score, but it won best score. Like we get that. But like as a song. I think the first one was good, but every repetition of it was awful. Yeah. I mean, wait, okay. Have we not talked about Dick Van Dyke? He, I love him. He is... He's a national treasure. He is one of my favorite people ever. I um, I hate the, that I found out as an adult that he was like, this is considered one of the worst accents in a film ever. And like people like shit on this performance so I mean, much. Okay, it's not good. It's a good performance. He has so much charisma. and like so much charisma. Also, the highest kicks ever. I wrote that down. I was like, DVD got them high kicks. Did you know he was diagnosed with arthritis at age 40? And they said that he, or even earlier, I think like in his early to mid thirties and they, and his doctor was like, yeah, you're, you're covered in arthritis. You're like barely going to be able to move. And I mean, he's, he's 92. He's, yeah. He's still kicking. Like I, he endorsed Bernie Sanders. He did. And he, he danced on stage after the endorsement. He was like, well, I endorsed Bernie Sanders. That's also my, uh, that's, I can't do a, a young man, Dick Van Dyke, but, but I can do Dick elderly Van Dick Van Dyke. Like when my Mary Tyler Moore My grandpa looks like died. Dick Van Dyke, like current Dick Van Dyke, like mm-hmm. with the white hair and just like cheery face. Like, hello there. My 90th birthday at Walt Disney World. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, no, he's so good in this. Mm-hmm. I, I hope that him and Julie Andrews have remained friends. I think they have. Good. Yeah. Okay, um, wait. Bert and Mary Poppins, like okay, they fucked. So right? I wrote the final note on this page says Bert and Mary definitely fucked. That that's my last note. I wrote do Mary and Bert have a history like because he's like you're as pretty as the day I met you, and, and like, also he's like in- don't stay away for like at the end he's like don't stay away for long. That's right. And then at the even at the beginning and throughout the movie he's like oh Mary Poppins it's you again or like you know this thing. 
Also, going back real quick to Bert. Sure. The random third wall breaking in the beginning where he's like a narrator. Fourth wall. Fourth wall. Jesus the Third wall Christ. is part of the set. Jesus. He, I'm, he I'm a the third wall by, film major. By talking to another character. I, it's been a long week, year. I don't know. Yeah. So but I was like, oh, random expositions happening right now. I think it could have been interesting if he remained Did that the it. whole time? It made it seem very, like, theatrical. Mm-hmm. Like, if, he, if this was on stage, like, almost it like stage manager like in stage our play. town kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm not mad about it. I'm more of just, like, confused. And I knew it was coming, too. I was like, suddenly, he's just going to be talking to the camera. And being like, this is where this person... Also, Admiral Boom... With the oh, random explosions all the time and all the guy, grabbing You mean the, the guy that thinks that his house is a <laughs> boat? A boat. <laughs> what the fuck is that? I was like, we're five minutes into this and I have no idea what this is and why this is. I wrote down the phrase, hold down the fort when they're all getting ready to hold everything. Oh, and then they... Uh, that happens several times in the film. And it's so goofily fake that it kind of works. Yes. Like when when the the one maid bangs, bangs on the, the wall, wall and all the pictures go straight and back. But it takes it takes like a little too long. They're like, <laughs> but that was great. Uh, not great. I mean, it was weird. Um, also, I don't think these kids should ever sing ever. Oh, I didn't dislike that. But you didn't like it. They didn't sing that often, so it was fine. But when they did, when like in the morning when they walked in singing Super yeah. Catch Cooper. That was fine. That was like cute and silly, and there was no music in the background. They were just like, you know, annoying it, kids. And they're supposed to be annoying in that moment to their Oh, father. and they are. I, yeah, like, I mean, I was like, I totally got Mr. Banks. I saw his face and went, yeah, that that's totally just. I also, I think it's interesting that, like, before the kids are even shown on screen, we're expecting them to be these hellions. That, like, destroy the house and are just, like... Yeah. And, and like, then they come in and they're these quiet little things that... We're ever so sorry that we ran away from you again. <laughs> like, I'm like, these people are overreacting about these kids. Well, this movie is all overreactions. I mean, yeah. But even then, sometimes he, like, goes on a... Michael goes on a rant and Jane's like, don't oh, don't exaggerate this. Like, but she, he's like, the police and the army and everybody came after us. And she's like, that didn't happen, honey. A British bank might always run a good... Uh, also, uh, Dick Van Dyke had a dual was a dual yes. role. Old man Dick Van Dyke. That's Dick, some good age makeup. Yeah, they even did his hands very nicely. I noticed in one part. Well, yeah, because like the age makeup in Back to the Future when Marty's old, <laughs> awful. Ooh, not good. It looks like he's just covered in glue. This, they got that Disney budget. They do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was great. I mean, like he was his good. British he, accent's a lot better as that one. Yeah. Well, I think the the downfall for his accent was that he was supposed to be like a streetwise cockney man whereas when he's the more proper british just like a regular british man with his old man voice it's yeah you know i'm a big fan of his and like the physical comedy he still manages to throw in there Mm -hmm. also what's with him having a different job every day okay i wrote this down that did you watch gilmore girls not really (sighs) okay (laughs) I keep I bringing up Gilmore Girls on this podcast, and my guests keep not watching it. Sorry. But, uh, so there's this character, Kirk, on the show, played by Sean Gunn from Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay. And... I know who you're talking about. Like, it's yeah. one of those shows where I'm aware of, and I'm aware of a lot of things on it. Well, like, basically, Bert is 1910 England's Kirk. Just, like, has different jobs every week, and is just kind of a general ragamuffin. Well, the reasoning for Bert with that is, like, he's, he's a combination of different characters from the books. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, there's no Bert in the book. He's just a combination of a bunch of different people because they were like, it'd be weird if like a new person comes in every day to do these things. 
Honestly, I would have liked that. I, I, th- mean, I think it, I think it would have. If it weren't Dick Van Dyke, yes, but because if he's... it weren't Dick Van Dyke, definitely, because I think uh, the, that the movie just felt kind of stale at parts, just because it was just Bert, Mary, and the two children in different magical scenarios. Yeah, which is what the books are. Yeah, that's why I didn't read the books. Boom. I read the. I didn't finish them, but I've definitely read one of them. Maybe. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Um, great content great content also cherry tree lane they every time they said that i cringed because it just like i feel like cherry tree is a weird name for a street like cherry lane definitely like i think it's from the book so blame pl travers hey pl travers just go to hell (laughs) or is she dead i'm pretty sure cool go to heaven older when this came out i never so. saw saving mr banks i didn't so either i heard it was good though yeah my friend josh uh him and his family went to see it and they were all going crazy because they went to movie tavern and it was the first time that they went i don't know what that is oh okay so it's like one of those theaters where they like they you can like order like food mm. it's like it's overpriced but i mean if you're looking well, yeah. to do so like if i feel like if it was something that was like really good i would do that like i don't if what part which part was good the film oh, okay like or like something i maybe i'd seen once before and like to have an experience with it yeah and i think definitely i'd be down to order like different appetizers or something yeah. like poppers nachos that would be fun but the, and the, and they're like it's food food not just like you know just like hot dogs on a roller yeah and they deliver it to you hot dogs on a roll no no on a roller like in uh oh. 7-eleven okay i was gonna say i was like did you just call a bun a roll well well <laughs> I also, I would call that a hot, well, I mean, a hot dog bun, There's a but you could put a hot dog on a roll because they have like those, those oh, you long, can. I'm just saying it was funny, lo- like a shorty roll, a sub roll, sure. a sub roll. Yeah. So you know what? Let's take a break. Cause we have barely talked about this movie. When we be, when we come back, we'll talk more Mary Poppins with Casey Lee Clark. Stay with us. Hello. Oh, <laughs> we're back. Okay. <laughs> I'm having trouble with my voice. I've been. <coughs> this is my uh the third podcast that i've recorded this week as i'm trying to like catch up a little bit and i think it's taken a toll on my voice yeah but i mean i'll make it through yeah. i also ate some salt and vinegar chips so that i just got a big whiff of uh vinegar oh good but that's okay but we're talking we're slightly talking about mary poppins <laughs> we're gonna of. get we'll get back on track so uh casey you you seem to you have a lot of notes what's what's some stuff that stuck out for you to say um, let me think. What's a good place for us to start here? I'm trying to remember what you were saying over the break, but to the be The animated sequence, I think, is great. Well. Because it makes no sense. And But I have some evidence that it's bad. Why? Um, so, P.L. Travers. Oh, I know she hated it. I she know. hated it. She hated the dancing penguins. I know. Yeah. Also, it was weird when Bert, um, kind of slides on his belly and then the penguins follow suit. And his pants changed to penguin oh, pants. Oh, that was so weird. <laughs> like it was, it was a very charming dance. But I was like, "What? What's with also, your pants?" Also, they're like, she like orders a bunch of food. She's like, "All right, we're gonna have like ice things. We're gonna have tea and cakes and stuff." And then they dance and then they leave. <laughs> yeah, all on the house for you, Mary Poppins. You're our favorite person. Oh, that was my favorite voice. Was that cute. little penguin. You're our favorite. They are cute. Don't like. Let's not get that wrong. I didn't say they weren't cute. I liked March of the Penguins. Me too. Um, but yeah, it's the kind of sequence where I don't know why a lot of it happens. That part kind of makes sense. We're getting Mary and Bert having their moment. And then... That doesn't pay off. 
that yeah i mean like if the movie would be weird if the movie ended with those two kissing but i mean that would at least it would have made sense i guess yeah um but then we get into penguin dancing and then we get into the merry-go-round and then we get into like a hunting sequence yeah the very long and then a horse race and then supercalifragilisticexpialidocious yeah, I, my favorite part of Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious is uh, the band behind them. That They're always my favorite. Like the one lady that goes, I'm the little, little, I'm the lie, I'm the little, little, I'm the lie. My girlfriend became me wife, bonk, and I love her. Yep. Or whatever. I will say, I think that it was genius that that sequence ends because it starts raining and so the chalk drawing is disappearing. That was cool. I was like... If the I, sequence was shorter, I think I would have liked that even more. I've been I, like, oh, yeah, cool. I'm trying to think of which... Okay, we did not need that hunting sequence at all. No, and, fox. And, and everybody falling into the water. Yeah. Like, I think the horse race, fine, makes kind of some sense. Are you getting a phone call? I have no idea from who. So oh, good. I just silenced that. It's someone yelling at you about Mary Poppins. Well, it was like the number came up, but it was I didn't get a, yeah. a name. So I was like, who okay. is this? And then after that, we get into... The scene that I always replayed when I was a kid and I would like pretend I would redo this scene a lot is sure. when they're taking the medicine with the biggest spoons I've ever seen of like the color changing medicine with the flavors. I, I joked to my friend because she was still awake at this point. Okay, that's um, a little bit farther in the film than I was expecting. She was drifting in and out. Yeah. But um, she was not paying attention. Okay. I will say. Um, but so the kids get like the flavors and then Mary gets rum punch and she I, like burps. <laughs> no, she hicks, which is the classic oh. Disney version of you're drunk is when yes. you hick a little bit. But right before she said something, I jokingly said like, like, like vodka or something. And then rum it happened. Punch. I was like, good choice, Mary. I love a good rum. My next immediate note was how when Mrs. Banks, which what are your thoughts on Mrs. Banks real quick? I like her. She's very pretty. I kind of, I kind of. I don't know how Mrs. Banks and Mr. Banks are together because Mr. Uh, Banks yeah. looks like he's 89 <laughs> and his mustache looks like he's interesting. It was like on a doll. Like you can see the individual strands and you're like, why does that not look better? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, she's got a line where she's talking about where they're going to go. Her and all their, her ladies or votes for women ladies. How they're going to go throw things at the prime minister. They're going to throw rotten eggs at the prime minister. I was like, damn. I'm trying to think at the turn of the century. Who is the prime? I I don't know why I posited was that it question. Still Winston, it wasn't Winston no, Churchill. Well, Winnie, Winnie was the king of uh, World War II. I okay. think he came on like in the early 30s, maybe late so, 20s. But probably whoever's before him, yeah. I'm assuming, would be the prime minister at this point. Because this is 1910. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. It was so weird when Mr. Banks said, like, here in 1910 England. Because I was like, <sighs> who said, like, I said that to my friend. I said, it would be so weird if we were anybody was hanging out and we're like oh man here just in 2017 us, here at a, us at a bar in 2017 it's like then we remember this movie was technically kind of made for children yeah but they also could have easily done a thing like at the beginning like a nice title card of 1910 yeah or even just use context clues i mean like i think i think this movie could have been fine if it was a timeless thing but you're like okay it's clearly in the past, there's that old phone. Votes for women. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, exactly. Exactly. Um, Mary Poppins speaks dog. She does. I did like Andrew that Andrew the dog. And then she got like angry at the kids. Like, don't be ridiculous. He said, you're welcome. Yeah. They're like, but what else? 
Yeah, I like that. Oh, speaking of it, Michael. Um, He's, he died. Oh, I didn't know that. Like, when he was, like, 20. Whoa. Like, pretty young. It, there's a whole oh, segment on I was about to make it. fun of him a lot. Oh, I thought you were going to talk about that. Because there's a whole segment about it in the making of thing that I watched where the girl that played Jane, who's very much, like, still alive, like, is probably, I think she's got to be in her, like, 50s, 60s now of, like, the fact that they stayed. Because she, the three of them only did, like, a handful of films and they were all together. Oh. Oh, was she also in Bedknobs? They've, neither of them were. Oh, oh, her and Michael. Yeah. Oh, okay. And she was like, she was like, we kind of fell out of touch. And then I got a call from his mother that he died of some like weird infection or something. Probably his feet got cold. Call back. So you were going to make fun of him. Okay. I wrote something that Michael is the literal best. I don't know why. So he wears a suit with shorts like he's Bart Simpson or something. And he looks like a dork. He, his face, whenever he's talking, uh, it sounds and looks like he's always about to burp. Yeah. He's like, hey, open. And then Jane always looks like she's either about to cry or she just has like the babiest face ever. She, she's a good crier towards yes. the end. Even though I, it didn't feel earned to me that they were They were crying. sobbing over her. Because it, it, it was a week, I think. The wind changed. Yeah, so the wind was- changed. Somebody farted, so she had to go. <laughs> And then last thing about him, he lo- he looks like an old man, Michael. He looks like he the has father a face the of an old man. Yes. They have a similar sh- face shape and everything. So I'm like, all right, makes sense. I like that in the Spoonful of Sugar sequence, how they, everything works because they snap and he doesn't know how to snap his fingers. I did like that when he was licking his finger. He's like trying to forget when he finally does, it like fucks up and he ends up like trying to get in and out of the in and out of the closet that was also some of the coolest parts of the movie oh, yeah. just seeing that, that sequence is great it was weird when um jane the blocks pick up and it says mary, mary poppins. poppins i was like I'm what like, the oh. hell was that is that the title card <laughs> i'm like oh we get it yeah we get it oh i remember now sure. way back in the beginning um they show her does she live in the clouds yeah she does she lives in the clouds and then when she hears that a family is broken and needs help She's like, all right, I'll go be their nanny. And then for she a week. photocopied the note that Mr. Banks tore up. And him trying to, he was very confused. He was in shock. For also, too the nannies long. floating through the wind. Yes, the line was... of nannies. I literally wrote, "Bye, bye, nannies." Yeah, I, I mean, this movie was clearly magical, but I think, I don't know, it, I, I don't know if it's because I'm older or because I've seen so many movies with different, more advanced effects. I was just, I just didn't feel that it was crazy magical. Like it's, I mean, it, I mean, it very much works as a kid's movie. Cause I'm, I mean, when I was a kid, I was like, this is crazy and cool. And I want to do that. Yeah. I want to jump in a painting. I think we all do. I, I still do, but. <laughs> yeah. I was at the, I was at the art museum with you and you just like kept crashing into head first into <laughs> sculptures. Yeah, and I was like, that's not out. even what they did in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Great, 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 great comment. There. Um, Oh, it was weird. I forget who says it. I want to say it was Bert or Mrs. Banks says, as soon as you can say Bob's old uncle to like say how quickly something was going to happen. Probably Bert. There was a lot of things that Bert said where I was going to write them down. And I was like, I don't know what half those words were. Yeah. I also had the subtitles on just because I, I started it and I was like, I'm going to do that. And I'm like, nah, I'm, I don't need that. And then like halfway through, I was like, why did the version that I had, the subtitles were really off. Like, they were just approximations oh. of what they were saying oh, on the screen. Oh, no. These, I'm wondering, 
like these ones would probably be okay. I would assume so. That's like an official Disney release. Yes. Like that's fresh from the vault. Fresh from the vault. Um, yeah. I. Yeah, there was just like a lot of stuff that could have happened, but then didn't happen. Um, also, um, uh, let's talk more positives just because I feel like I've been I have a lot negative. Of them. Okay, well... You start, though. Step in time. I forgot how delightful that sequence so is. So delightful. Great I've, choreography. The the whole thing with this, where they're all dancing in their silhouettes, I forgot how beautiful That whole sequence that is was. great, which is also why I'm, like, bitter about Chim Chim Tree winning an Oscar, because it's like, that's not even the best rooftop song. Which, I will say, Step in Time, an incredibly simple song. It's just mm-hmm. repetition over and oh, over Oh, yeah, the song, again. I was like, this is not a good song, but, I mean, they're saving it with the eight minutes of choreography in between. And, like, a beautiful, like... Just the way it was shot and like oh, yeah. the cinematography and all like the cool effects. Yeah, great. And then they go into the house, which is weird. Also, ooh. Oh, yeah. They all go in. The and maid then... and the cook. They're either, you either think they're great or they're awful. What are your thoughts? Um, I thought they were fine. I, they, the, I thought it was weird. Ellen, the maid, had some funny lines. Which one was Ellen? Is she the, the old one, one or the not old one? The not old one. Okay. I did like how they became friends because Mary Poppins was around. She was like, let me get that for you, dear. Thanks, dear. <laughs> that was great. I thought it was cute. Still kind of annoying if I were Mr. Banks when they were singing supercalifragilisticexpialidocious yeah. with them. It was cute when they were singing with the kids. And then when I, I would turn back to Mr. Banks, I'm like, yeah, this is annoying. Yeah, like he just woke up. And then when uh, Bert is like, he has nobody to go to. I was like, oh, yeah, he has every right to be miserable and a dick this entire I was movie. Like, I was like, damn, Bert, like you're showing them some lessons. I was like, is he talking about mental illness right now? And like, that's, that's what bothered me so much about the length of this movie, that it took so long. To get to the plot? Yeah. Yeah, no, like, I agree They got that. bogged so much with, this is Mary Poppins, she's like this magical thing, like. And then by association, she, she was she's going to make. She was a catalyst, but like, we didn't need to see in real time how the kids changed as a result of her. I guess, Yeah. Yeah, there's like certain parts that I guess you could cut, but I said I in my notes I wrote you could cut half of this movie. I wouldn't go that far, but Well, look, this is a controversial podcast, okay? We talk about we talk about some crazy stuff on here. Okay, I will say Mainly the whole movies. part with the bank. Specifically what leads to Mr. Banks probably getting fired, way too long. Like you could have easily had him take the tuppence and then Michael steal them. We did not need to have a run on the bank. Like a long run on the bank. Yeah, it was very like nice. I forgot that whole scene happened. Oh, so did I. No one's like, oh, that's my favorite part of the movie. Like, yeah, it makes sense for the plot, but I'm also like, it doesn't need to be this long. It was also weird in the credits when they like credit the the old banker and then it they do so a really he, long animation to So yeah, he wanted it to not them people to not know it was him. Mm-hmm. So they were like, Oh, we're gonna have it be in a different name that's an anagram for Dick Van Dyke, but then they were like, "Oh, it'll, people are still watching the credits. It'll be fun for them to see this thing." And obviously, now with the internet, we all know. I was so thrown off that the credits were thirty seconds. Were they? The opening ones are too long, but the, that's movies of that time. Like I yeah, get it. and I guess I guess that's why they were so short at the end because the end it just credited the actors and then was like, "This was a production of Walt Disney." Mm-hmm. But I guess that makes sense because they did a lot of films of that time. Like, the opening credits were the longer one, and then the ending was kind of just, like, a the end with a little bit of stuff, and that was it. Mm-hmm. Which kind of makes sense. I was, like, I felt like an idiot because I fast-forwarded the 30 seconds of uh, credits at the end to see if there was a post-credit scene. I was like, wait, that's not a thing yet. Yeah, no, I think I stopped mine before that. I was like, we're good. What was the first post credit scene ever? I wonder. 
tweet at us if you know what I think it, it was is. Ferris Bueller, but I could be wrong. It's probably something before oh, that. Oh yeah, but that's like a noteworthy early. Hey, why is still here? Yeah. And then everybody like parodies that now. Yeah, I forget what movie I saw. I think it was a kids movie where they did that, where they were Deadpool like, "Hey, why that. are you still here?" Deadpool did that. I want to say, like, Open Season or like a movie <laughs> like that also did that. Home on the Range. Home on the Range. Great film, maybe. No, nope. never seen it. No, nope, it's not. <laughs> but yeah, uh, but Casey, any any final thoughts on Mary Poppins? I know you have copious notes. She has several pages. It's a lot of quotes that now, like, or every time something magic happens, me going magic smoke stairs, magic umbrella. The magic smoke stairs were cool, cool. and that one part with the where the umbrella and the cane were flying around, I was like, are they are they an item? Yeah, it was so cute. I love that part. Yeah, like they, I feel like there was so much that they so much details. There were so many details, and like if they came back around in the end in the third act, it would have been. Great. And I think that's, and when we get to the rating, I think that'll influence me a lot. But yeah. I was very frustrated by things that could have, that could have very easily with little effort come around and then did yeah. it. I could talk about the three times that I cry during this movie. Okay. Yeah. Cause I, I could not imagine crying you during You can probably this figure movie. them out. The first one is just feed the birds in general. I think I just like slightly. Little watery well, eyes. Towards the end, I but guess when when song. the chorus goes, oh, I'm I'm like okay, it it like really swells, swells up. up. And like it's like teaching them a lesson, and like I love that music so well. The second time was the part where I actually cried that I forgot happened was when Mr. Banks comes back, all the chimney sweeps are gone, Bert finally leaves, and the kids come down. And they're like, "You can have my tuppence, father." Oh yeah. I started crying, and I was like, "What's happening?" Two pence. Because it reminded me a lot of. And there's a lot of parts of this ending and this part with Mr. Banks that reminded me of It's a Wonderful Life a lot. Oh, yeah. I guess I guess so. Like that, they reminded me of when George comes home and they're all getting ready for the Christmas party and he's like, I'm fucked. And like the kids. I've never being, seen it, but I know, <gasps> I know, I know how the sh- movie goes. Yeah. So there's a, they even like, I don't want to say they recreate stuff from that film. Like when Mr. Banks shows up and they they've came all been out, looking they for They came him. out relatively close. Like I think. One was the, I mean, 20 years apart, but. Okay, I thought they were much closer. I thought no. it was like 58 and 66 or whatever. Nope. Okay, oops. But yeah, it recreated a lot. And then the third time was, let's go fly a kite. Because it's like... Ah, so glorious. So glorious. And then Mary's like, I'm going to leave. Oh, the talking umbrella. I did like that. Also it was voiced, voiced by Mr. Mr. Banks. Banks. He voiced a bunch of the animated things as well, which is interesting. Hmm. And Mary did the whistling for the bird. In... They did, Yeah. And she had a bunch of wires in her shirt to, to do that little metallic Robot part. bird. Robot bird. Um, there's also a fucked up line at the end about the old man. Of like, he died laughing last yeah. night. Where I'm like, Jesus Christ. Oh, so that Christ. joke was not that funny. I was like, that's... And even Mr. Banks is like, I'm so sorry. Like That's, <laughs> that's weird. Um. Oh, suicide references. <laughs> Um, when they think yes. Mr. Banks fell in the river, they're like, that's a good place for jumpers. That's right. I was like, oh, we, this is not funny. <laughs> Fly kite is just like how they talk about like suicide by tying a string to your neck. Jesus and then Christ. I wasn't going to go that far. Hanging on the ground. And then she's like, oh, I'm so glad you didn't jump in the river, George. That would have been so insensible or something like that. Like, <laughs> like yeah. That would have really inconvenienced my... Uh, suffragette meeting <laughs> i would have thrown eggs at you bert i mean bert f- shit what's his name george george 
Banks. George. I also wrote um, Mr. Banks. He works at a bank. LOL. Oh my god. <laughs> I didn't think of that. I didn't figure that out until watching it this time. I take back everything I said. This movie's clever. <laughs> works on so many different levels. Also that levels. sequence where he's like having to go back to the bank and he's like, alright, I'm gonna get fired. And it's like very yeah. shot very well and the music. I was but like, how did he not get mugged? In 1910 London, him looking like him walking around dimly lit London. Yeah, like the kids saw some beggar people, like 20 a year, creepy, 20 years lovely ladies beggar Jack woman. Jack the Ripper murdered a bunch of women. I went on a Jack the Ripper tour when I was in London. So did I. <gasps> Which one did you go Probably on? Probably the same one. I went to the one that met right outside the Hammersmith and Circle line. Probably. And they took you to a bunch of different places, but it was and a And then the guy tour. was like, you only- Jack the you Ripper walking tour? Maybe. I mean, they're all called that, but it's like, you only pay if you enjoyed it or whatever. And it was like five pounds, I think. Probably. And he gave, he gave a little postcard to everybody at the end. I think so. And I sent a, I sent a postcard to my mom and dad that said, dear mom and dad, I killed a prostitute. Oops. <laughs> Love Ross. And Good. you can see that in the yeah, film been... Rough Night. <laughs> yeah. We've both been to London. It's nothing like this. Even though I, <laughs> when I was in London, and this is a bad, this is a mean thing to say, but like, obviously, there are homeless people in London, as there are here in Philly. But in major it, cities it and... felt very weird hearing British-accented homeless people. I was like, what is this, a Mark Twain novel? It's like, please, sir, anything you got. And I was like, I'm so- sorry, I here, have some tuppence. Some tuppence. I don't even know. What is a tuppence? How is that even Two spelled? Two It's spelled T-U-P-P-E-N-C-E. Oh, good. I, that's what I wrote. Great. Great. Because I wrote tears at Tuppence, referring to the part where Michael's like, you can have them back. Has anybody written a parody of Feed the Birds, but replaced Tuppence with, like, Mike Pence? No. I hope Somebody not. do that. That sounds great. Uh, but anyway, we've, we've been kind of hinting at our feelings about this movie. Let's officially rate it. So for those of you who have not listened to the podcast before, we rate each and every movie on four criteria. Audience respect. So... Is this movie condescending or is it you're an audience member? Watch it as you like. And also plot, acting, and humor. You can rate it from uh, one to five. If it's something especially heinous, you can rate it a zero. I don't think there'll be any zeros in this movie. I think we can. I don't think so either. Like, I I was not pleased with some of it, but. No, no zeros. Even some of the terrible movies that we've already talked about, I have not given zeros. Exactly. But, uh, Casey, you go first. How did you feel about audience respect? I mean, there were some parts that, like we said, the, it's 1910, and, like, certain things with Bert talking to the camera Mm -hmm. that probably didn't need to be there, Um, and then I think some of those sequences were added in, like, for children, and then other parts were more for adults. I mean, I wouldn't say that it's fully disrespectful of its audience, so I guess, like... I'll do a tentative in the middle, like, 3.5. That's literally the exact same score that I was going to say. Okay. Like, I watching this, there weren't any moments that I was like, oh, my God. Like, this is... Which I feel like is also the time. Like, I feel like... Movies were so more, different. Especially more recently, like, things for kids are just, like, so in your face. Mm-hmm. Of, like... Or it's, like, it's very polarizing. Everything. It's either, like, really just, like serious and whatever like the incredibles or something or on the flip side you have something like hoodwinked too 
which this is the second time that we've mentioned hoodwinked, I think, on this podcast. Whatever. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I definitely agree with you with a 3.5 each for audience respect. What did you think of the plot? I think that while, yes, there's a lot of things that don't need to happen, I like the plot of the film. I feel like the, the some of my ratings might be clouded with nostalgia for mm-hmm. this film. And that's okay. So I feel like plot... Uh, I'm not going to give it a perfect score because I do agree some things don't need to happen. And Mary and Bert, a lot of unanswered questions there. Mm -hmm. I'm still going to give it like a four. Wow. Which is way too high. I probably know. I mean, you know what? That's okay. You're going to average this back out. I am because I'm giving it a 1.8. No. I I mean, we we all heard my comments from before. Uh, I was very frustrated with a lot of these just unnecessary holes and problems and stuff and uh i'm trying to think what films for this podcast you've given much better scores to about plot and how um I- well i mean i have the my little spreadsheet in front of me and and plot i generally have been giving around like three and a half about because i mean yeah pl- plot is definitely going to be an issue in some kids movies but this is uh this is the lowest that i've ever rated a plot what because i mean there's so much dilly-dallying in the about- middle Air Bud strikes back. Yeah, but there's like a very clear trajectory that um, what's the girl's name? We don't. It does Lisa not matter. Lisa or whatever needs to go see her friend matter. in California. But yeah, I I'm gonna say 1.8, unfortunately. But I mean, whatever. Walt Disney would roll in his grave if he was not frozen. Yeah, he's shaking a little bit. Not stirred. <laughs> what did you think of acting? Acting, I think, was pretty great. I would say even the child performances, while some of them have like moments are not as great, I still think that Jane and Michael, for the most part, mm-hmm. were good. They never got annoying, and I whether that's because they're British and I'm like I have a soft spot for British people and British children. I don't know. I mean, we all do. Kind of like the thing about British homeless people. Like, yeah, I've debated uh, only speaking to my kids in a British accent for the first three years of their life, so they just have it. I also would not oppose that option for my children because <laughs> British, my mom and I talk in British accents around the house. Like it's. That's fun. My family hates my accents. Oh, Because my... when I was a kid, it sounded like either Jamaican or Chinese. Oh, well, And now that... I'm better, but they keep making fun. I think the only reason I can do a British accent is because of this film. Like more so. Like, I mean, not from imitating, Dick Van Dyke. No, imitating Mary Poppins. And even then, like I said, Dick Van Dyke, while his accent not the greatest. He's trying. Like, he, he is trying. He's giving it his all. He is not holding back. We didn't talk about it, and, and I forgot to write it down, but there were, he said a bunch of words, like, weird. Like, not even British accent weird, but he just... I, there was one word that was, like, three or four syllables, and he, it sounded so weird, and it's killing me that I didn't I, think Yeah, about. I didn't write down a lot of the stuff he said, mainly because I either didn't know how to spell it or I didn't know what he was saying, but I agree. Mm-hmm. So, and then Julie Andrews' first film, this was for her, and she won Best Actress, which... It's surprising. And then she followed this up the year after with Sound of Music. Maybe a better performance? I think so. I mean, it was also... A better written character. Yeah, I mean, Mary Poppins was surprisingly one-dimensional for... I like this movie more than Sound of Music, but I still really love Sound of Music. Mm -hmm. I like it just because I like any movie with Nazis in it. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding, guys. I'm Jewish. I'm not, but I could still be like... "Mm." There you go. Yeah. Great. Uh, None of us like Nazis here. No, but... (laughs) Look... (laughs) Talk about your safe spaces all you want, but this is not... a Nazi-free zone. Yes. Uh, but sorry, so um, what, what um, would you like to rate the acting? I almost want to go and take back my plot rating, because I would... Take back the plot. 
Do I mean do whatever you I'm want. I'm actually just gonna go with four point seven five. Four point seven five. Very good. Because I can't think of any parts or any acting in it where I was like, ugh. But I wouldn't give it a perfect score, just because there were certain ways people said things that was weird. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm sticking with that. And you inspired me to up my score a little bit. Uh, it's still lower than yours, but uh, I'm giving it a three point eight. That's good. Yeah, no, that's perfectly acceptable. And I think it's because, um, like the acting, I th- I think uh, Jane and Michael were very good. Mm-hmm. Um, Julie Andrews obviously impeccable, and then Dick the the Banks parents I think were great. I think um, if, <coughs> God, I think it falters a little bit. Like Dick Van Dyke was giving it his all, and like I said before, he's one of my favorite actors. The Dick Van Dyke show. Um, I still watch it to this day. I love Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Chitty Chitty Bang Bang is also Which also, great. that film, they were like, don't do a British accent. Good. Like, it takes place in, like, that area of the world. Don't. But he's just like, I'm gonna be me. I'm gonna be an American. And, and also, it, Bye Bye Birdie. That's right. And I think, and he did a great job, but it's definitely just, like, the fact that the accent didn't work and, like, I felt bad that no one really told him to. But it's also, this movie, um... He's not, it's not a serious performance. Right. But then it's like, oh, are we, like, criticizing, like, the importance of comedy? Mm-hmm. But well, still. I mean, that's what we're talking about next. Yeah. But, uh, and then just sometimes just kids' movies have, like, this weird overacting thing with the adults where they're like, we're so goofy and weird. Like, the bank scene is very just like, we're or so Uncle serious. Albert. Yeah. Screw Uncle Albert. Fun fact, he was afraid of heights, so they had to pay him extra every single time that he went in the air. Oh, man. So, 3.8 for me. And then, uh, finally... I feel like the guy that played Uncle Albert should have played Benjamin Franklin at some point yes, in life. Yes, he I, definitely should have. I hope I, he did. I hope he did, too. Especially with those glasses that he wore in this. Yeah. Uh, and then, finally, uh, what did you think of the humor? I think it was very funny. Um, I can't decide if it was, like, some child humor or British humor, or I might have been I think laughing. very British humor. Very British humor. There were certain things that I just laughed at because of the way they were said. Mm-hmm. Or other things that were, like... I don't want to say now adult jokes I was getting. Like when the fox in the Jolly Holiday scene is like, them redcoats again. Mm-hmm. Like just dumb stuff. Or I almost, I think I would still give it maybe like a 3.5 probably just because there was some stuff that I might have laughed at because I was like, is that supposed to be funny? Mm-hmm. Or like things that were weird. Yeah. Also because then it like, kind of takes a dramatic turn more towards the end there of Mr. Banks that like none of that's really funny. Yeah. Until... I, I did like the transformation that he went through. Oh yeah. And I giggled a little bit when he had some of his childlike wonder back in also, his Also it's interesting their way of firing body. him, they're like, all right, we're gonna rip up your flower, we're gonna break your umbrella and we're gonna break your hat. I mean that's that's Britain for you. Yeah. They're cold people. Just kidding. We love you. Uh, and Casey, surprise, surprise, I'm right on the dot with this as well. I'm also giving it a three point five we this is this has been very close ratings um except for plot except for plot we differ on plot that's where my nostalgia i think comes in like is clouding this so much i think so too because i haven't seen this movie again as i said in so long that it's kind of uh i can see it with it's sobering eyes. it's also one of those that there's been times where i've said that it's my favorite disney movie period that's even including the animated ones but now that i've re- recently rewatched it i'm like i don't know if that's true mm-hmm. i also just love a lot of the aesthetics and the songs and like the dumb little things about it and stuff like that. Sure. Well, anyway, would you like to hear how it did? Sure. Let's crunch the numbers. Boop, boop, Didn't you get crunched. a donut? What? Oh, I did get a donut. Sorry, we were just talking and then we went back on the mic. I didn't know you hit record Hey, it's something. a surprise. But anyway, 
So we crunched the numbers. Crunched the numbers, talked about donuts. Yeah, Mary Poppins, very, very solid score. 3.54 out of 5. I'll take that. I'll take that. That's That's, more than half. Yeah, it's slightly lower than Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Also a movie that from my childhood that also makes me cry sometimes. But still significantly higher than Inspector Gadget. Ooh. So yeah, nothing to be ashamed about. No. I'm, I'm satisfied with that. Good. Well, doesn't matter if you it really, weren't yeah, it doesn't matter. we already crunched the numbers. Yep. But anyway, we're going to turn to a different segment. So there's been a lot of talk for years that there was going to be a reboot, an additional Mary Poppins film. So we're going to talk about it, do some gabbing, make some conjecture. Conjecture? There it is. In a segment we like to call I Am Reboot. Reboot. So yep, I am reboot. That was that was Groot and uh, a pronunciation dictionary <laughs> saying reboot. Uh, so uh, Mary Poppins Returns. It's coming out uh, Christmas Day of 2018. 2018. That's right. And it is one of the longest lapses between an original and its sequel at 54 years and 120 days. Damn. So that's that's one day longer than the original Killer Shrews and the sequel, Return of the Killer Shrews. What is that film? Never heard of it. But it doesn't matter. I'm looking it up. The, what is this? It's not... It's a sci-fi film. Prob- that's what I assumed. Okay. it's uh, It was featured on the fourth season of Mystery Science Theater 3000. Okay. So it's probably a very good film. Oh, of course. Yes. Quality. So according to IMDb, uh, Mary Poppins Returns is... Set in Depression-era London, so just... It's like 25 years after? 20, 25 years, they said? Yeah, just about. And so Jane and Michael Banks are grown up. Michael has kids. Three children. And these three children are visited by none other than Mary Poppins following, quote, a personal loss. I The Wikipedia says what that personal loss is, but I don't think it's a spoiler because it's you can probably figure it out. But, uh, that Mr. Banks dies? That the wife, there, the kids, Michael's wife, died. The Aww. mother, yep. Which then you're like, that actually makes a lot of sense. But instead of Bert, it's going to be none other than Songsman, Singsman. This is a Hamilton book that my That's mic's right. on top Lin of. That's right, Lin-Manuel Miranda. My man. Your man. Playing Jack. Playing Jack, everybody's favorite <laughs> new character. There's also like um, Meryl Streep's in it, and she's playing a character whose last name is Poppins, which I'm intrigued. Topsy if that's, Poppins. If that's her mother. Whoa. Uh, Angela Lansbury's playing Balloon Lady. Amazing. Uh, yeah. Also, I think somebody's playing Admiral Boom in it, and I'm like, there is no way that that man from the first movie lived another oh, 25 years. No way. There's it's, no way that he lived uh, another 25 David Warner, years. who's an English stage actor, according to his Wikipedia Oops. page that I just cla- He's gonna clicked gonna be has to be ancient. Yeah. Like, because that's an old man. and Obviously, it's not played by the same person. Right, but, but it's like, just like a general the character, old. like he was already old. Yeah, and I think they've got somebody playing the maid, Ellen. Uh yes, they do. Julie Walters. <gasps> oh, who's that? Um, Molly Weasley. Oh, okay. I'm pretty sure that's yes. Yeah, she's also in Mamma Mia, and some other stuff. Yeah. Oh, that makes perfect sense. There Great. we go. That's good. That's I'm good. for that. And then, uh, so obviously a big integral part of. Mary Poppins is the music. And so instead of obviously the those two brothers Well, the one is still doing music for it, Richard Sherman. The other brother's dead. 
I oh. could be wrong. Well, according to um, the Wikipedia article, again, um, uh, the one is Mark Scheiman, who made uh, the music and co-wrote the lyrics for uh, the Broadway adaptation of Hairspray. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, and then the other is Scott Whitman, who worked on the musical adaptation of Catch Me If You Can and Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. He also, uh, him and the other, Mark Shaman, they also co-wrote the uh, the musical about Mar- Marilyn Monroe in the, in the show Smash. Ah, my favorite. Yeah, not our Smash, but a Smash. A Smash, a different Smash. That's right. So, Casey, you seem bouncy about this sequel. How do you feel about it? I'm very excited. I like the fact that they emphasized, like, it's not a remake. Mm Because even though it's, like, a sequel, reboot, weird thing, I'm cool with that. And, like, I think that casting Emily Blunt as Mary Poppins, while age-wise, then you have to wonder how old is Mary Poppins in the first one. She's an ageless being. I I think it's going to be the thing if she doesn't age. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. And also, Julie Andrews is cool with it, guys. So, oh yeah so, don't so she's be not gonna be in it because they like said do you want to do a cameo and she said no not because that like she didn't want to be associated with it, but she was like she's like this is emily's turn this is her show like she's not throwing away her shot said jack <laughs> i mean yeah i'm i forget if he's a he does something with lamp posts cool i don't know he's a lamp post in the movie yeah and then dick van dyke's in it he's the only person from the original cast making a reprise but he's playing the the son of the old man that he played is that confusing yes it is i'm I'm okay with it he's still running that bank that's true he's but yeah no i'm very excited about it they've showed because they've finished filming it which i don't i guess they're gonna do a ton of special effects which is to why okay but also i mean movies take a long time the post-production process yeah but the fact that like it's done filming and they still have over a year I, I could get why and like they want to make it good. I if it's it's a lot similar team that did like um the most recent Beauty and the Beast, which I loved. Did Contro- not see it. Controversial opinion there, but big fan. Similar kind of timeline there of when it was filmed and when it finally came out was because of special effects. So I'm assuming that's why. And I'm but yeah, I'm cool with it. And like the whole like original team is like a fan. So and they oh, released well, okay, some pictures of it that like. It looks interesting and like her little outfit with her coat. Yeah, I mean, it definitely it works. It doesn't it doesn't look like it's not obviously not a modern sequel or yeah. Retelling. And I think they're taking some stuff from the books. Like obviously, I believe the, so. Obviously, I don't think the books ever did this story of like Michael's grown up and these are his kids. But like, I think the, some of the, the general traits. Of yeah, or Mary like Poppins. some of the like adventures that they might have gone on in that in the books that they didn't explore in the films, maybe. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, I'm excited for it. And I also, I like, am really intrigued about Lynn having a career outside the stage. And obviously Moana was great. Yeah, Moana was great. Moana was great. You probably saw in my bedroom, I have a bunch of Moana figurines and stuffed animals. And Inside Out. Mm -hmm. My two favorite things. So yeah, I really am intrigued by this. And I like the fact that like we're all getting, starting to get sick of the live action Disney adaptations recently. And so I like that this one, while it's still based on something. Sure, all of us. <laughs> I'm cool with it, but... I have... I don't care. I don't... Yeah, I like it. I don't really care. But um, I like that this one's something kind of different. And I feel like it, like... I don't know. I don't want to say people have forgotten about Mary Poppins because it's still a very popular thing, but... I mean, I... When I watched this, I forgot about Mary Poppins. I was like, okay, I forgot so many aspects of this movie. Yeah. 
And so I like the fact that it's like, okay, we're going to bring this back up again. Now, how long do you think this movie is going to be? I don't think it's going to be as long as this one. Good. I flat out do not think that. Because now people are like, Ooh. anything that's... It, I wouldn't be surprised. Two hours would be make sense. Fine. Two hours, I think, like, hour 45 is, yeah. like, sweet spot. Yeah. And I forget who's... I think it's the same director as the Into the Woods film. Yes. Yeah. It is. And, and I, I, I like that. I like that too. Unpopular opinion. Yeah. I didn't think that it would be an unpopular opinion, but. I mean, it was good. And people were like, oh, it's like they cut out all this stuff from the stage show. And it's like, yeah, the stage show is two and a half hours. They like, also what is like this, made Poppins? it more kid friendly. Because it was. A little it, bit. Slightly. They, they like. They just slightly. weren't as outright about like Red Riding Hood's trying to fuck. <laughs> I think I've said trying to fuck like at least three times this episode. I. I would, this, I would hope this so. show isn't for kids okay it's really not especially kids looks more like adult flicks adult flicks that'll be my show no Ugh, that just you just review porn and you're like that was icky <laughs> basically yeah i don't know how you are with porn that's but no we don't need to talk it. about it great good guys you heard it here first casey lee clark does not like porn because it's icky yeah icky bricky heart that's icky vicky uh oh yeah yeah i mean yeah what are your thoughts i i mean i I don't have as strong opinions as you, just because I this movie wasn't huge. Part of your for life, me. yeah. Yeah, uh, the one funny thing is that they want uh, Michael Rooker, who played uh, Ganton Yondu, <laughs> who's Ganton Yondu in Guardians of the Galaxy. They want him to appear in it because Star Lord uh, of- now famously said to him, "You're like Mary Poppins," and he thought it was like a cool badass thing. Yeah, I didn't. I haven't seen either of those films, but I know about the Mary Poppins thing. Yeah, I think the sequel was better than the first. We'll have a post-credit scene with him. Tie-in. It's all the same universe. Surprise! Oh, crazy! Mary Poppins is in the MCU. You heard it here first, folks. Oh my God! Finally, (laughs) she has all the powers of umbrellas. Uh, My kind of superhero. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Do what you like. But yeah, um, I mean, I think this could be great. I do. I don't think it's gonna be awful. No, I don't like. I think there's good enough people behind it that it's gonna be mediocre. As far as like, if it's the worst, it'll be as mediocre. I'm cool with that. The one thing is, I always get nervous when once Lin Manuel Miranda is attached to something, people go crazy. Because first of all, people give him very high expectations, and I will say right off the bat. I like a lot of his work, and he's very talented. I agree. But, I mean, people need to calm down a little yeah, he's bit. he's like a normal dude. Like, yeah, he's a genius, but he's also, like, like let the man live. Yeah. Like, you got all of you out there that are huge Hamilton heads. You're the reason that he has to tweet, like, cutesy morning motivations and nighttime yeah. things. Like, I don't doubt that he's a fantastic person, but it's just... I think also the one... Maybe the one good thing about this is the fact that he doesn't really have much creative stuff with this. It's he's just really acting in it. He might have like mm-hmm. helped with some things, but he's not like because he doesn't he didn't he, write any he of it. Really he really just performs just in, in stuff that he does. Yeah, yeah. Did Did you listen to the soundtrack ever for Bring It On the Musical? I've heard some things. Didn't love it. Yeah. the The first song, like again, there's good. Uh, um, rhyming structure and stuff like the op- the opening song. I think is. The only song that you need to hear. And I haven't listened to the full thing. But it's just like, it's a fun song where you get to hear all the squad. And they're all like, we care about cheerleading so much. And that's fun. But yeah. it's just like, because I guess he didn't have control over the plot. He was just kind yeah. of hired to help with the music. Like, yeah. they kind of lack stuff. 
but I, I, I could rant a lot about Lin-Manuel Miranda and how people need to calm down, even though he's very talented. But that's not what this segment's about. It's yeah. about Mary Poppins Returns. That's a weird title, too. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's better than, like, Mary, Mary Poppins, Poppins colon. Here's, yeah, definitely better than two. Yeah, I like the fact, and, like, it look, it'll probably look good on a poster or something. Yeah, and I think like, I think Return Mary Poppins Returns, I would not be surprised. I haven't looked it up if it's just, like, one of the book titles or something be. very similar to like, the book it, title. I can't think of anything better that wouldn't be, like, punny and cheesy and stupid. Yeah. So. Umbrella Day. Yep. Yep. But anyway, that's been I Am Reboot. I am Reboot. <laughs> Still makes me laugh. And I've heard it several times already. This uh, was my first time hearing that, so it's great. Well, great. Uh, so, Casey, uh, do you have any final thoughts in general about uh, Mary Poppins? Um, I just really... Anything that's just I just name. really love Mary Poppins, and I love Disney. Um especially Disney parks and Mary Poppins, you would think it would have a lot bigger presence at like Disney parks. Like, yeah, I can't, I can't really think of a ride or there's anything. no rides. There's apparently like a Jolly holiday cafe or something at Disneyland. And like, you can still meet Mary Poppins. Right. In like either magic kingdom or in the UK pavilion at Epcot. But like, I don't know. I would like a Mary Poppins ride. Have you seen that video of, Dick Van Dyke at Walt Disneyland, not not Walt, Di- just Disneyland, uh, celebrating his 90th birthday. I think so. Oh, it's great. It's just like they're they're all dressed as chimney sweeps, and he's all like, "Well, I'll sing a song for you," and it's just really cute. I'll have to look at that. It'll it's great. Look happy. it up, guys. I'm not gonna post it somewhere because I'm gonna forget. Yeah. <laughs> but it's but, great. But yeah, I love Disney things. If you ever want to talk about. Disney World with anyone, I'm your gal, so... Noted. Yeah, I just, I don't know, I really loved this movie, it made me really happy inside, even if there was some things that now as an adult I can look at and be like, mm, what is that? And there was not, nothing really problematic in this, I will say. I mean, except the suicide stuff. Except the suicide references, yeah, those were... But and also, they were again, subtle. they were subtle. They were subtle and also British humor... Is very Is very morbid, dark. which I like. I yeah. That's what I like. That's what Bruno Mars sings about. He's like, I love that dry British humor. That dry British humor about suicide. Mm-hmm. Nothing's funnier than dry British humor about suicide. So, Boy, yeah, we're like hitting I'm... some hot button topics oh, this yeah. episode. Oh, yeah. Dating apps, um, suicide, you name it. Ugh. Homeless people. Boy. Hitting all of them. Porn. Great. We're like death metal <laughs> or whatever. Um, But yeah, I was pleased that I still like it and that, yeah, there's some like plot things that are kind of like eh. mm-hmm. but you know i think that there's been a lot other things that i've looked watched from my childhood or something that have been like not good so it was nice that i'm glad that i brought this one up and not my random obsession as a kid was shark tale the dreamworks oh my god Sh- i would love to talk about that movie on here <gasps> okay good so i guess casey we're gonna have to have you back at some time Let's or talk about shark tale great yeah or i'll or get about the animated charlotte's web betrayed. which is also Great and weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were listening to that uh, when we were on a break. Yes. Great, weird music. That, mm-hmm. that doesn't really work. <laughs> oh, no. Not at all. Uh, but anyway, yeah. Casey, thank you so much. Thank you for, for having coming me. Here. Thank you for hosting me in your apartment. Yeah. Um, is uh, is there anything that you would like to plug or uh, that you would like people to 
see find um, of yours? You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Casey Lee Clark. I have a blog that I sometimes write about film. I'm hoping to start writing more because I haven't written since October. Well, yeah, I mean, once this is out, you're yeah, going to have to because you're yeah. going to have at least three more. Of course. Um, and so that, Jesus Christ, what am I even saying right now? That blog is CaseyLeeClark.wordpress.com. Not that hard to find. It's also in the bios of both my Twitter and Instagram. There you go. And yeah. That's pretty much it. I ideally want to start either a podcast or a YouTube channel soon. So podcasting takes up a lot of time. I know. I'm not. I'm, I'm in too hence deep. Hence why I'm avoiding it right now. But yeah. Yeah. You never know. Great. Uh, and then as always, you can find me on Twitter at Mr. Wiseman, M-I-S-T-E-R-W-E-I-S-M-A-N. Also follow KidFlix Pod at KidFlix Pod on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Also send us an email, KidFlixPod at gmail.com. It's always a lot to say, and it's always frustrating <laughs> to say it all in a not concise way, because I always make eye contact with my guests while I'm saying it, and they're like, wow, you say a lot. But Lots of things. But yeah, that's about it for here. Thank you so much for listening, and we will see you next week. Go, go, Gadget, and show.